The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. My name is Haley, and I'm your host. I'm a second-year dental student at the University of Michigan School of Dentistry, and this week, we're going to be talking about Dental School Acceptance Day and choosing your dental school. Since that week that this episode is going up, it's getting pretty close to that December 1st acceptance week, I thought that it would be fitting to let you all know some of my top questions you can ask dental students at various schools if you're trying to figure out the right fit for you, some tips for how to handle stress and deal with that day if you are hoping to get some acceptance calls, and also just to share my own experience with acceptance day. But before we get into that topic, I did just want to do our weekly recap for this week's intro. So as I said last week, I was headed to a conference in Chicago. So it's Sunday when I'm recording this, so I just got back from the ASDA Summit. It's the national conference for ASDA, the American Student Dental Association. It's the student level of the ADA. And I am on our chapter's leadership team as well as our district's leadership team. So for our chapter, I am the Lunch and Learn Coordinator, kind of vendor relations event coordinator, everything under that title pretty much sums up what I do. And then for our district, I am the design and communications director as well as the editorial chair. So for our district, which includes our University of Michigan's chapter and then Ohio State, West Virginia, Case Western, and Detroit Mercy, so five of us. I serve those two roles, so I run the Instagram. Eventually, we're going to put out a newsletter after our conference, which is going to come up in January, and I just kind of handle communications, like I said, with basically any kind of graphics, informational posts, getting the word out if we're having any events, and facilitating that communication between chapters. It's not too, too much work, but I have been helping out a little bit with planning our district conference that's coming up in January, like I said, which will be in Columbus, Ohio, just with a few of the small details, but our trustee has been doing most of the planning as well as other people on the executive cabinet. But (laughs) that's its own topic. I wanted to tell you all how this week's conference went. It was in Chicago, Illinois. We got there on Thursday and... We didn't have any conference that day. We just showed up early simply to have a good time. So we went out to lunch and then we shopped, went to the office experience, the TV shows pop up that they have in Chicago. Then we went to a pre-dinner, apps and drinks, and then we went to a real dinner, went out a little bit, and then the conference was all day Friday, 7.30 to 6, and then There was a wine and cheese thing sponsored right after, still at the conference center. The conference center was connected to the hotel, so it made it really easy. You didn't have to go outside or get rides or anything throughout the day. And after the sessions Friday, there was a boat cruise sponsored by MedPro, which is a malpractice insurance company. So they do the boat cruise every single year uh, off of Navy Pier. It was a lot of fun. It was like a four-story boat Everything was inside, but a full dinner buffet. Um, Drinks were open bar, just like beer and wine. 
which was really nice and lots of dancing like DJs on all the floors then you could go up to the roof of the boat if you wanted to take some pretty like city pictures so I did that as well with my friends it was fun to just kind of dance and have fun with students from all over the country I got to see a lot of people that I've connected with in the past over Instagram so a bunch of dental students from all around the country fun to meet them in person for the first time it was awesome and then after that, we just kind of went back to the hotel while well, I did. Some of the students went out to more clubs and bars and stuff, but by the time that was done, I was already pretty tired. It was like 11 p.m., and there was a time change between Michigan and Chicago, so it was midnight in my mind, and I was ready for bed because I had to be up bright and early. Saturday, I had the opportunity to meet with the CEO and founder of Pacific Dental Services, get coffee with him and a few other select students, as well as one of their owner dentists, which was a really cool opportunity in the morning. And then I just proceeded into the rest of the sessions for the day. And that evening, there were two events. One was with Pacific Dental Services and one was with Aspen. Again, they had dinner, drinks, open bar, really fun, live music, just great mingling and having a good time in the evenings. And then again, we just went back and went to bed after all of that. And then Sunday, there was a few more um, conference sessions, but only like a half day. It's really nice though that everything was close together. That was something I really appreciated with the daytime events. All of the workshops were in the McCormick Place Convention Center and our hotel was directly attached to it. The Hyatt is where all of us students stayed. And then the evening events, you did have to either bus or Uber or whatever you could arrange within your chapter. So that was the only really expense that you had other than paying for the conference itself. But usually the school's chapters will cover a large portion of the actual fee for the attendees. Only a select few students from each school can attend. Your school gets assigned a number of spots and that's as many students as you can bring and then you usually apply through your chapter and your chapter's um, executive board will select members based on their involvement or their leadership leadership positions class standing um, rooming is another thing you have to consider because we brought four girls and four guys because we shared two hotel rooms so that's another factor that was considered and everything but it was a really really fun time it was fun to get to connect more with our chapter members meet people in our district before we see them again at the district conference and get to meet dentists, vendors, really just a lot of mingling and a lot of really informational sessions. Some of my favorites were about branding, social media, working in private practice, dental business. Those were the sessions that I was more most gravitated towards, but they had a bunch of different topics. There's usually like three per time frame, and the sessions are either 45 minutes or an hour and 45 minutes, and then you just pick which one you want to go to, and then there's like a 15 to 30 minute break, and then you head over to the next session. That's typically how it works, and that's pretty much from 8 to 5. Friday and Saturday. So very full days, tiring days, because like I said, you have breakfast before and then you also go out in the evenings for the sponsored parties. It was totally a blast, but I'm definitely tired and it's perfect timing because going into this week, I just have class on Monday and then virtual class on Tuesday. So I only need to be in person two to five this coming Monday, the 22nd for SimLab. We're going to be milling um, Seric scanned crowns, which is going to be really exciting. And then we'll get to seat them on our Typodon. So actually like cement them into place um, next semester. But I'm milling mine now. I'll be the first one in my row to go. We had to like volunteer one per row per class session until the semester is over. And since I knew a lot of people would be out of town, 
I volunteered since I live close. Um, I'm getting picked up tomorrow night to go home for Thanksgiving. I'm super excited to have some time with family. My parents are back in town from Florida and my sister is in. She also lives out of town. So it'll be really great to have everyone back in our family home in Michigan, see my extended family, hang out with my boyfriend, his friends, his family, see some of my own friends from back home from college, all of that. So I'm really looking forward to the holidays, really looking forward to a little bit of break from school. We don't have much going on academically in terms of exams and assessments until finals. We do have a practical coming up in a couple weeks. That'll be our last one. It is the provisional crown and crown preparation for 213. And then we have two weeks of final exams that I'm preparing for that are the second and third week of December. But I did also, I know this is a long intro, but I don't think the main episode is all that long anyways, want to let you all know how the last practical went because I told you once I got my grade back, I would let you know how it went. But that was a crown prep for 30 and then a provisional, which is like a temporary restoration that we make out of acrylic. But as I said, I was not happy with the way it turned out. I wasn't sure if I was even going to pass because I just thought a lot of the grading criteria areas were really poor. I didn't do a good job on a lot of things. But the main thing and the thing that automatically fails you is if your occlusion is high. And I knew mine wasn't, so I was thinking I'd probably just sneak in there with a low score. But I actually ended up with a B plus, which was super surprising. And I was, yeah, like I said, pleasantly surprised. I don't necessarily feel as though I earned that grade per se because I can look at my crown. I have videos of it from when I turned it in and I feel like the margins were more or were more open than maybe they scored me for. Like I'm grateful that I have more points in my grade and hopefully we'll have a better grade in the class, but I did pass. So that is exciting. I was hoping I would pass. I feel like I probably did deserve to pass. I'm happy with it, but I didn't necessarily think I would get that high of a score. I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying that this is, I think, a testament to the fact that I do think they grade quite a bit easier, this D2 Sim Lab, than they did our first year. But I think that's everything for this week's intro. So let's get into the main episode where I'm going to talk to you about Acceptance Day and choosing your dental school. Alrighty, hello, hello. I probably sound quite a bit more crisp. I realized after I finished recording that intro clip that my microphone was not properly hooked up to the laptop, like it wasn't set to the right audio input, so it was just recording the audio straight off my MacBook rather than my microphone, even though I thought I was talking into the microphone. But I decided not to re-record the intro just because I feel like it wouldn't be quite as authentic as my first go-around, so hopefully the audio quality wasn't too bothersome. But let's get into the topic, which is going to start off with acceptance day, some of my tips, and then if you are accepted, tips for choosing a school and questions you can ask. So first things first, acceptance day coming up that first Monday of December. Obviously, you're going to be nervous. I know I was nervous. I do have a video documenting all of acceptance day. If you haven't seen it, I will put it in the description of this podcast for me that was back in 2019 I believe December 2019 and then it became 2020 that January right after but I would just say try to stay busy 
only a few schools actually contact students at like 1201 like right when it officially becomes that day on the clock most schools don't start calling until the business day starts so I really wouldn't recommend staying up till 1201 just to see if you get any contact I think the only schools that do that are definitely correct me if I'm wrong because I didn't actually hear from these schools but perhaps Louisville and Boston and maybe a couple others but you should know if you've been like looking things up online if your schools do that or not and none of mine did so I would recommend just going to sleep if you can calm your nerves and then trying to stay busy throughout the day I had like three classes to go to and I had finals coming up the next week so I was a little bit stressed but it was so hard to focus on anything other than hoping to get these calls because that's like our future and that's what you're most concerned about rather than one exam or something but try to stay busy I know I kind of sat around for a little bit at the start of the business day like 8 a.m and then it was 9 a.m and I was like okay I'm going crazy just staring at my laptop refreshing the AdSess page so I would recommend going to do something whether that's like going to a coffee shop with a friend going to your school just to do work actually showing up to your classes for sure but I didn't have anything till later in the day so I went ahead and went to the gym and then I actually got a call from Detroit Mercy while I was on the elliptical so I had to hop off the elliptical run into the gym locker room and take that phone call and then I ended up getting my second acceptance to Michigan once I was done with my workout sitting in my car about to go home and again you can see all this play out in that video it's actually I think my second most viewed video but that was kind of the first of my acceptance day and then I went to class and while I was in the middle of my histology lab I saw an email pop up from Tufts about my acceptance I don't think I got a phone call from them at all actually and then I got a phone call quite a bit later in the day almost like 5 30 so I kind of wasn't expecting any more calls because I thought the business day was over from Ohio State and those were the four schools I got into my fifth school that I interviewed at I was waitlisted at which was Pitt and then all the other schools I applied to which I think was 13 I did not receive interviews from from and I submitted my deposit and everything for Michigan just a few days later I kind of mulled over the idea of Ohio State versus Michigan because I truly did really enjoy my experience at Ohio State and it wouldn't have been that different financially from Michigan because you can switch your residency but ultimately Michigan still made a lot more sense to me for a wide list of region reasons but this isn't a why I chose Michigan episode I can make one of those if you want I do also have a YouTube video about why I chose Michigan for dental school but this is just going to be general that you can apply to any school that you're applying to. But so like I said, stay busy. And that also kind of walked you through how I tried to stay busy throughout my day. As soon as I got those few acceptances, particularly to Michigan, which was my top choice school, I called all my friends and family. Everyone was really excited to hear about it. My sister was really sweet and sent me a little like congratulatory cookie from Insomnia. My mom drove up because she works remote. So it was like a 45 minute drive and took me out to get coffee and brought me flowers and like a little stuffed tooth that you might still see if you watch my videos or follow me on Instagram. It's like sitting in the chair in my bedroom. And I would also recommend even if you're not someone that does social media just to like take photos or just do like put your phone video on like anytime you're checking your email or if you're getting that phone call because I think you would really love just to look back at the memories so whether or not 
you're going to post it or share it with anyone. I would think it's really fun to document that day for yourself just to have in your own memories. And the most important thing I think I can share with Acceptance Day Again, this is for people that have already had at least one interview and are hoping to hear back that first day. The advice for someone that hasn't had an interview yet is similar, and it's don't worry, don't stress, don't compare. That's nearly impossible, though, of course, being super transparent. I was hearing from my friends that XYZ got their Michigan call at 8.02 a.m., and I was like, wow, man, like I might not get one. Eventually I got one. I think it was like 10, 15 or something in the morning. So that's two hours, which doesn't seem that long. But in the moment, two hours feels like so, so, so long. And each passing minute, it kind of goes through your head like, they're not going to pick me. Oh my gosh, they're not going to pick me. What am I going to do? But you have to have faith in yourself and you have to have faith that just in like the goodwill of the universe and that the right things are going to happen to you and you're going to end up at the dental school you're meant to end up at whether or not that's your top choice I do truly believe that things happen for a reason so I believe that you're going to end up at the dental school that you're meant to be at I hope that is your top choice and I hope it's the choice that makes you the most happy initially but regardless I know that whatever school you get into you're going to make the most of it so really just try not to stress try not to compare So getting into the next part of this episode is going to be advice for choosing your school. First thing, a lot of you, all of you probably had virtual interviews, and I know some schools like Michigan is offering students a chance to come visit the school now after the fact on like a Saturday, but if you haven't had a chance to visit the school and to visit the city surrounding the dental school, I highly recommend doing that before you go ahead and make your final deposit or make your final decisions because you can only know so much about a school from Google searching, from talking to students, from your interview day. You really don't know much about a community, and I would say it's not the best decision to commit to something for four years if you haven't at least spent a few hours in the city. Ideally, you could stay overnight or something, but I would try to go and spend some time in the area that the school is in, and hopefully the dental school would also let you come tour the building And then the next thing is talking to students. So I have a video of mentors, dental students, and I can link that in the description. There's actually two parts, and there's dental students from a ton of different dental schools around the country, and you could reach out to them and see if you can find someone at the schools that you're debating between. There's also a list um, on DAT boot camps. I think it's called like dental admissions boot camp or dental interview boot camp or something they have one for the application aspect a facebook group and in that facebook group there's a list of students my name's on there for michigan for example and what class they are and what school they go to and they're students that are more than willing to have you contact them with questions so definitely check that out as well if you can't find someone through instagram or through my youtube video And I would just say don't take one student's opinion as the end-all, be-all truth about a school because every single student you talk to is going to have a different opinion. And I think you can kind of get a feel for which students you see yourself as the most or relate to the most, and you'll probably have an experience more similar to them. And once you talk to a lot of students, you can kind of get an overall feel for the good and the bad about every school because every school has pros and cons. No dental school is perfect, and certain dental schools are going to be a better fit for you. 
But as for certain questions you can ask about, I would break this down into four categories. So didactic, preclinical, clinical, and lifestyle. So didactic is the lecture portion, the information you are learning about dentistry from a non-hands-on perspective. So just ask them about how their lectures are, how their grading style is, the stress levels they felt, how the professors were, if there were any classes they really loved or any classes they think are really unique about their curriculum or any way that things are taught that they think are unique or have been particularly impactful for them. Then preclinical, some people call it preclinic, some people call it sim lab. Either way, it's usually your first two years, but some programs you don't really start till your second year. So it's good to know about when you're getting involved in sim lab, what you're doing semester to semester, and how you're assessed. Certain schools, you don't really have practicals that are graded on how well you perform. You just have assignments throughout the semester and it's a little bit lower stress. Certain schools like mine, you have assignments and then you also have graded practicals. So it just kind of depends. So you want to figure out the formats that they go to go through for their assessments. You can ask about the faculty to student ratio for preclinic. You can ask how just in general the atmosphere is there. Is it stressful? Is it supportive? Do students support each other? Do students help each other? Do they have access to preclinic after hours? Do they have mentorship from upperclassmen? Do they have access to help after hours from faculty maybe? And then for clinical, it's important to know when you're going to start in clinic, whether that be assisting, and then whether you when you get your own patients, if you start with cleanings, and then eventually get into the ability to do restorative work. If there's specialty departments at your dental school, how often are cases taken from you and forced to be referred to the specialty clinics? How advanced of procedures do you get to do as a D3, D4 student? Do you have the ability to ever place an implant? Do you have the ability to restore an implant? Do you have an ability to do molar endo? Do you have the ability to do complex pros? Do you have the ability to do complex perio cases? And usually if your school does have specialties, a lot of these things I'm saying you don't really get to do because the specialty students, the residents do them. But that's not necessarily a reason to not choose the school. It's just something to keep in mind. And also if you want to specialize, it's probably to your advantage to go to a school that has specialty programs so you can spend a lot of time in that department and start making those connections early on. Other things for clinic, you can ask how many of each type of faculty do they have. For example, right now, our school is experiencing a bit of a shortage of prosthodontic faculty, which some students would tell you is uh, negative of our clinic at the moment. Um, and you want to know, so how many perio faculty, how many restorative faculty, how many pros faculty, what are the requirements for when you have to work with certain faculty, how much freedom do you have in your treatment planning or your choice of materials, how much of the financial insurance aspect do students handle versus the front desk or the patient care coordinator office, how does scheduling happen, do you schedule your own patients, is it scheduled for you, what are the appointment time slots, how many patients do students typically see a week, how often are patients no-showing, how often are they getting new patients? How many patients are on their roster? What is their CEUs, as what we call it, clinical education units, just how many points you get for a type of procedure? What are those requirements? 
Do students often complete them early? Is it a struggle to complete them? Those are a lot of different things you can ask about the clinic. I'm sure there's even more, but those are just some things. And then lifestyle was the fourth category I had on here. So you can ask them about clubs. You can ask them about making friends. Are people friendly? Is it clicky? Is it a social group? Are they more studious? You can ask about cost of living, places to live, cost of like going out and doing things, restaurants. Ask about transportation. Do students bring their cars? Is it a drivable city? Is gas expensive? Do people use public transit? Are there buses on your campus? And then also ask about like their work-life balance, how their lifestyle is. Are most of the students in your class in a younger, single, social lifestyle stage or most students more settled down living with a partner have pets possibly even children kind of what is the atmosphere there um, and kind of the ratio of those different types of lifestyle stages within most of the classes that way you can see if it's a good fit for you those are really all the things I can think of off the top of my head for those four categories but I do just want to re-emphasize a few key points before I finish up this episode just that every single school has its pros and cons. So I really, really would think about the fact that I think you can be happy anywhere that you can make the most of any school. So I would really encourage you to think hard about the financial aspect of your decision. And if you have the opportunity to go to an in-state school or go to a school that's offering you a financial aid or a scholarship, that it would probably be the best choice unless there is several, several really important reasons calling you to go to another program because it's going to make your dental school experience less stressful knowing that you took the financially safe option and it's going to make your first few years out of school better. It's going to let you have more freedom in the jobs and contracts you're going to be signing when you graduate. You won't be necessarily locked into a so-so contract or so-so company just because they're offering you the highest pay. You can really have some more freedom to do what's best for you as a clinician rather than being focused on the money if you're not as burdened by debt, if you're picking your cheapest choice. However, I think it's really important to have those lists of what things are most important to you about a program, going somewhere where you feel like you're going to be able to thrive and get what you want out of a program and just throwing it in there for the aspect of finances, you are able to negotiate per se with a dental school. If you have admission to two, three schools, one school is saying your tuition is going to be $50,000 a year because we gave you a $20,000 scholarship. But another school is saying your school is going to be $65,000 a year because that's our tuition rate. Well, if you want to go to the $65,000 a year school, you can certainly call them up and say, Hi, this is my top choice program. I would love to go here. However, I am really held back because another dental school has offered me a merit scholarship, which would make the tuition $50,000. I was wondering if you're able to match that scholarship. You can just simply ask that. I know some students that have done that. So again, it wasn't me, but I directly know people that have done that and have been able to get reduced tuition. Of course, they're probably going to need documentation for you to send them the scholarship letter from the other school. So certainly don't be trying to fib or any or embellish anything. But that is the end of all of the things I have to say about this topic. 
as I was trying to emphasize, stay calm, try to avoid comparison, trust the process, trust your hard work, trust that you will end up at the right school for yourself on the right timeline, at the right time, at the right place. I have so much faith in all of you. I can tell by the fact that you listen to this podcast that you are a devoted student, devoted future dentist, passionate person, and you deserve this. You have earned this, and I really, really hope that you all get great news and that you're so, so excited and proud of yourselves because you should be. You truly, truly deserve it. And if any of you get good news, please, please, please send me a message on Instagram, whether it's to at Dental Download Podcast or my own page at Haley Schultz Dental. I would love to hear about your acceptance day. Let me know how it goes. With all that being said, that'll be the end of this week's episode. Next week, we'll be back with another guest. And I am wishing you all a happy Thanksgiving as well if you are listening to this the week that it comes out. And that is everything. I will talk to you next Monday.